Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure. With upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. And start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it's a great Sunday as we welcome you in. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. I'm going to let the big guy run with this, but I was thinking just as we were coming on, it's week two of the NFL. If you're watching the Lombardi Line at VSEN, you're no longer a better. You're an investor. And why do I say that, Michael? You got to slow down. Don't freak out. Don't overreact to what you saw in week one. There's going to be an right. opportunity, and we'll back it up with trends and stats, to buy low on some of those teams that underperformed in week one. You're not a better. No you're an investor. Michael Lombardi, good morning. We're playing the long game here, Patrick. Good morning to you. Happy Sunday. Week two of the NFL. Great college day yesterday. That was fun to watch a lot of those games. Uh uh, Arizona, I was happy for them last night to be able to yep. beat North Dakota State. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but trust me, having been around the Arizona Wildcat program like I have, it's a big win for them. So congratulations to Jed Fish and, and the boys in Tucson. But I, I think it's such a great weekend to really uh, look at the teams, kind of you have a sense of who played well, who didn't. But again, like I wrote last Monday, don't overreact to this. Like situations matter. For example, Patrick, and I've said this, Daniel Jones had a 110 quarterback rating. Everybody's in love with the Giants. Everybody's in love. Great win. Great win. When you break the game down, very fortunate for the Giants. Tribute to Brian Dayball for being aggressive and going for it on the two-point play. But it really was a situation where I think Tennessee lost, the Giants won. And I think we're seeing that reflective in this line. It opened up two and a half for the Giants. Home favorite, shocking. Now today I walk into the Borgata. It's a one-point game. That's correct. That's correct. 
And it's an overreaction. You watched the tape. You saw Daniel Jones. The numbers didn't equal the eye test. So that's important to note, okay? So, again, it's week two, Michael. This is an up-and-down league. In gambling parlance, you say up, down, up, down. 17 games is what makes the NFL special. And so each week, it's the better's job to understand, to diagnose each game each week. You have an opportunity uh, over, what, 18 weeks. And I just think it's important because the stats back it up, and we'll get into some of those. But some of those teams that underperformed last week, you know, they're going to be undervalued because the books know the perception coming out of week one from the public is going to be to fade those teams. No doubt. And and great underperform. You know, everybody say, well, the Patriots offense was really bad last week. Well, if you watch the game, right, they turned the ball over. They actually moved the ball on Miami. They actually did good things in the tape. It wasn't great. They lost the game. Let's make no mistake about it. I'm not apologizing for that. But I think I think there's an overreaction. There's a perception that runs rampant out there that dictates the betting market, right? The Lions still have that flair to them. The Lions are still this, oh, gosh, they're really good. They came back on the – you watch the game. The Lions couldn't stop anybody. So no. you've got to study the tape, and you've got to take the emotion of it out of it. And then you also got to take the, you know, well, this team's going to bounce back. Based on what? Based on what evidence do you have that they're going to bounce back? How will they bounce back? I think that's really important to see and determine, and that goes through preparation during the week and studying the teams. Michael Lombardi, Tom Brady's going to try to exercise some demons in the Big Easy. We're going to get to that game in just a second where he's had trouble in the regular season against the Saints, but you brought up the Patriots. So let me just give you this. Teams that lost by double digits in week one, the Rams, the Patriots, the Jets, the Packers, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys. In the last decade, those teams coming off a double-digit loss in week one are 36-23-1 ATS the following week, that being week two. So here we go with some of those teams that are going to be undervalued. I would just want to stick with the Patriots because you brought them up. So let's a little curveball here. Yep. The Patriots are in Pittsburgh, and this number opened the Pats one and a half. They have been bet up to three. Remember, we're talking key numbers, NFL betting, three, seven, six, four catching up, 10, 14. But let's start there. Are you surprised to see uh, them bet up the Patriots to three for our Nesson audience? Mm-hmm. No, and here's why. I, I asked Steve Mackinan earlier in the week, who does a tremendous job with our pro betting guide and the college guide and all the writing-ups that we do online at vsin.com. But more than that, I asked him this specific question. What happens when a team plays two consecutive road t- games? And what happens when a team opens the season with two consecutive home games? And the numbers came back somewhat shocking to me. So teams that open up with two road games, their second game, they're 7-1 and one straight up. 8-0 against the spread since 2019. Now before that they were before that they were 7 and 28 straight up and 10 and 23 2 against the spread. So this smaller sample size indicates that teams really bounce back after week 2, after week 1. And I think it's more relevant than the other sample size, partly because we in 19 we didn't really have training camps any longer. They kind of the new collective bargaining agreement we did away with it. Now teams that open up at home and have two straight home games, you think, well, they're going to bounce back, right? Not so fast. So they're 6-7-1 straight up if you play two straight home games, 5-9 and nine against the spread in the last five years. To me, you can call them trends. You could do whatever you want. But that's that, to me, is important data. So the teams in this case would be the Rams, right? It would also be the the uh, – the, the, uh, uh, excuse me, the uh, – what? who else is playing uh, – Playing a second home game would be the Rams. And there was another one. Oh, uh, 
I'll Detroit. Find it for Detroit's you. the other. Detroit's, Detroit's the yeah, other one. That's right. The Lions hosted the Eagles last week. That's right. Right. So it's Detroit. So I just put that in context for you so that you you kind of look at it that's and great. say, okay, it's not automatic, right? No, it's wonderful. And and by the way, good job, Stephen Bond. What we have special this week and moving forward, I think what's important about the Lombardi line is Michael's numbers. You have to understand, Michael has this algorithm. He punches it into his computer. He's got this mad genius lab over there in Ocean City, New Jersey. Let's go ahead and throw up the number because the consensus right now is two and a half, three. Of course, the home dog with the Steelers. But you see the Lombardi line is a little over a point and a half for New England. So if we get to three you're starting to get into that territory where you may be betting the Steelers here. No doubt. And that's where you, again, as Vinny said on Friday, sharps bet numbers, not teams. Correct. As much Correct. as I'm root for the Patriots, and I, I admit I'm a Patriot homer, full four. I've got two Super Bowl rings from them. So you call me a homer all you want. I don't really care. The reality of it is, is that number gets to three. We know it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a Boswell-Nick Foles game. I mean, how's that all going to, Nick Folk, how's that all going to work out? I think this is a back and forth. I think Brian Flores has always done a really good job of defending and understanding the Patriots' offense when he was in Miami. Remember, Brian won two games last year down there. He turned the ball over when he was the head coach at Miami. Bill's only beaten Brian one time as a head coach. That was his opening game. So I, I think that's that, that helps Pittsburgh, especially defensively, as they kind of get integrated into what they're doing with Terrell Austin as the coordinator. And then it comes back to, I thought the Patriots play really good defense. And against Mitchell Trubisky, keeping him in the pocket, making him play quarterback, will he turn the ball over? And I think that's going to be the difference in the game. The Patriots have to turn Trubisky over. The Steelers need to turn Mac Jones over. Of course, remember, no T.J. Watt. And that is about as big of a deal as far as a defensive player. I don't know if there's more if there's a more important player to his unit than T.J. Watt with the Steelers. He's not there. Pectoral muscle, that's a big gain for the Patriots here. No doubt. And look, the Patriots have always had a good sense of understanding the Dick LeBeau system, which then went into the, the, the as it changed, and the Mike Tomlin became the head coach with Dick LeBeau there, and then Keith Butler became the defensive coordinator. So this system of defense, Belichick has had a great understanding of it. And if you go back to any Patriot games, as good as Pittsburgh were on defense, the Patriots had always moved the ball because – it's not so much the plays they run, it's how they attack this scheme. So I think that's going to be really important today. I think it gives them an advantage. And then defensively, I think the Patriots front, which was very physical last week against Miami, I think they'll put pressure on Trubisky, and I think it'll be hard for Nigel Harris to get going because that's their offense. Now, the Patriots have to stop the jump balls because that's what we saw last week in Cincinnati. Those jump balls, the receivers for Pittsburgh can go get it. Is it going to be a frosty uh, midfield handshake there with your boy Flores and Bill Belichick? I, I, we know what happened I, not too long I ago. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I mean, look, you know, I don't think so. But who knows? I mean, one thing I do know is whenever there's that two staffs that know each other, there's usually distance before the game. I mean, some, like if, if I have friends with a staff playing against one of my son's teams, I'd never hear from that coach during the week. So it's always that way. So it's, 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 not, it's not personal. It's business. It's business, Patrick. I believe this is also, I understand, I believe this is also the lowest. Yes, it is the lowest total on the board. Does that surprise you? Again, 40-41, those are key numbers when totals betting. We'll take a look at New England and Pittsburgh. This number opened 42 and a half. It's been bet down to 40 and a half. We're sitting on a, under 41 here. Well, that's a surprising thing, but I think both teams offensively have struggled. 
You know, and I think both teams know they can't lose the game. I know that sounds really simplistic, right? Well, we kind of avoid losing before we can win. Well, that the Patriots didn't avoid losing last week before they won. So I think both coaches understand where they are offensively and the limitations in terms of where they need to go, where they are currently and where they need to go. So I think they'll play it close to the vest. I lean towards the over. I do think... I do think New England can score points. I think they had opportunities last week. They just turned the damn ball over. They can't do that this week. You know, last week, and again, Cincinnati was bad, but last week the Steelers receivers had just three and a half yards per target on 22 opportunities. I just think you'd give Bill Belichick that recipe. Uh, He knows exactly what the Steelers are trying to do on offense coming into this, avoiding an 0-2 start for him. I just, I I love the the defense-offense matchup for the Patriots here. I, I do too, and, and I love the fact that if Trubisky doesn't practice it, and if it's not a loose play, meaning the play breaks down and he's on his on the move and has to make a play, if he if that's the way it goes, then he's not going to operate. And Belichick knows this, right? So I, this is not like state secrets I'm giving out here. But Trubisky has to practice it on on Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and if it goes the way he practices it, people walk away saying, "Boy, he's really good. Let's give him the MVP trophy." But if it doesn't go that way, uh-oh, problems and things break down, and all of a sudden, that's when the turnovers happen. Michael Lombardi, Tom Brady has been shut out three times in his career. The last time it happened, a 9-0 loss to the Saints last year. In fact, in the regular season, he's 0-4 as the quarterback of the box against the Saints straight up and against the spread. He's going to try to exercise those demons there in New Orleans today. We'll get to that number and then juxtapose it with the Lombardi line coming up next. We're just getting started. But again, the theme today is Michael's written about it. Don't overreact. You're an investor, not a better. It's a Lombardi line. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my dance, <laughs> The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, Take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN pros, where you at? Stand up. Uh, we, we are getting bombarded with emails uh, as far as VSIN pros. When you become them, you become an investor. And again, we're getting bombarded because it, just week one, these VSIN pros made a ton of cash. You can too. Go to VSIN.com slash subscribe to sign up. Remember, that $175 is going to go up. You get everything we offer through the Super Bowl. Lombardi's exclusive articles, point spread weekly, college football betting guide, pro football betting guide, the pro tools, pro picks, betting splits. Everything is offered. Just go sign up. Become a VSIN pro. You won't regret it. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here week two. It does feel good. You know, I was thinking Michael Lombardi, of course, there. I'm Patrick Maher here. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Uh, I don't I just got excited, man. I woke up today, I'm like, it's only week two. And that's what I makes know. the NFL so unique, right? Right? It's it's 17 regular season games, and then we get to the postseason. But that just kind of exclusivity and the uniqueness of the schedule is really what makes this just so enlightening and it's just so much fun, right? You know, I, and I think the fact that we can continue to learn, like we're going to make mistakes along the way. We're going to misevaluate certain teams. We're going to misevaluate certain players, but you got to recover from it. Like, uh, you know, we're not shooting a Hollywood movie here. Like, it's not going to be picture perfect with the ending, you know, and everybody lives happily ever after. There's going to be obstacles in the way, and how you adapt and react to that is really important. And, and, and I'm going to keep saying this all year long. Then is then, now is now. Last week is last week. And if you want to carry over last week into this week, can do so. But it, it, it's probably not going to be applicable. By the way, when we do shoot our movie, I think you and I could do a good buddy cop movie. No, like we yeah, could. That's there's right. something. Yeah. There's some. There's some chemistry here. I'd be uh, the. Dr- okay. I, I'd drive the car. I would drive the car. Yeah, there's no. no doubt. I, I, could put I, the, I, I could put I, the light I, on top of the car. I could put the light Starsky on. Starchy and Hutch. Here comes Lombardi <laughs> and Maher. Okay, let's talk about it. We talked about Tom Brady, and it's funny because his social team put out a video of going to New Orleans, exercising the demons. He's 0-4 straight up, 0-4 ATS against New Orleans there as the Bucs quarterback. As a matter of fact, the Bucs 
uh, have beaten the, excuse me, the Saints have beaten the Bucs in their last seven regular season contests. Remember, the big win, though, for the Bucs came in the postseason there in New Orleans. Let's get into this matchup. I think it's a little low. If you watch that uh, Saints game against Atlanta, they were down 26-10, Michael, and they were getting beat mm-hmm. in all three phases by an Atlanta team that is not good. So here comes the only team in the NFL in week one to not give up a touchdown, that being the Bucks. The number's two and a half. We'll juxtapose it to your number, but let's start with the breakdown on this game. Well, I, I think this. I think, you know, what happened last week to New Orleans, you almost have to dismiss in this sense. Mariota ran an offense that I don't think Dennis Allen or the Saints defensive staff were fully prepared for. I, Arthur Smith was doing a really good job of maximizing his talent base, and Cordell Patterson was very, very good. And they had a hard time getting him on the ground, like a lot of teams have a hard time getting him on the ground. So... I think last week was last week. This will be more traditional. This will be more straightforward for for Dennis Allen, what Brady wants to run, what Brady needs to handle. A key component to this game before betting is Donovan Smith going to play. That's going to be key. we got to be on top of that inactive list at 1130 today, Eastern time, because that, that's important. If Josh Wells plays over there, the reason Brady has struggled against Dennis Allen, twofold, One, Allen does a really good job of of disguising his coverages. He moves late in the play count, and he kind of gets Brady a little off kilter. Two, for whatever reason, the Saints' defensive front plays really well against the Bucs, even when the Bucs are at full strength in their offensive line. Brady gets hit quite a bit. Now, in Tampa, they move the football. I mean, excuse me, in New Orleans, he moves the ball. Tampa, they struggle for some strange reason. But I think this is where Brady has probably spent the offseason trying to study it. The other factor here is the Bucks defensively. All the attention is focused on Brady. But when you look at the Bucks defensively, when they played against when they play against Tampa, I mean they move that the Bucks offense the Bucks defense has a hard time stopping New Orleans's offense. And that's really been the key to the game even when they haven't had a great quarterback. Now, Camaro's not probably going to play today, and I think that's going to be a huge factor. The red zone inefficiencies for the Bucks aside, I think what you really took from that week one win was dominance on defense, Michael. Like I mentioned, the only team to not give up a touchdown in week one, the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they were good, and they got pressure, and they moved around. You could tell they were healthy. Hicks inside, replacing Sue. Didn't look like they lost any. Vita Vey was still a powerful inside force. Strength of, the, strength of the Saints now is their offensive line. However, that being said, James Hurst, their left tackle, the backup left tackle, right? So their starting left tackle, Penning is on IR, the kid they drafted in the first round. That's going to be a concern. Can they handle that over there? I think that's going to be really important, uh, how they hold up if they put pressure on Winston. And Winston, you know, he got hurt the last time they played in New Orleans. That's the game he missed. But this game really is going to come down to turnovers, right? Like all games do. Can Winston protect the football as well as he has since he's been a Saint? That's going to continue to be the theme. Okay, this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as far as handle and as far as bets and money, the most heavily bet team or top two there at BetMGM. So let's get into it. That scares me a little bit. I don't want to be on the square side here, but I do think Tampa Bay's a little undervalued here at two and a half. Let's see what the Lombardi line says as we throw up Michael Lombardi's line. He comes up with his own. We compare it to the market. I do believe you're with me here. Yeah, you've got yeah. Tampa should be close to a five-point favorite here. Yeah, I think Tampa's a good team. I really do. Now, I know there's injuries. So in, in all everybody's line, there's no, I, don't build in a, I don't build in the injury. Like, I'm concerned about, you know, Wells playing left tackle for Tampa. I really want Donovan Smith to play. But I do think 
for all this conversation, a little bit like yesterday, you know, Fresno State was going to give USC a big game, right? We saw that, and Nebraska was going to really play well. I mean, that, when that seems to be the prevailing thought where the book needs Tampa or the book needs a team, how often does that come through? The book doesn't come through for it, right? So right. I, I think, look, I, I think Tampa has heard all the noise. They've heard all the noise about Brady not playing well down there. Brady's played well. Unfortunately, the Saints have played well, too. Where Brady has struggled is in Tampa against the Saints. The injuries are a concern. It looks like uh, it's dicey with Julio Jones. It looks like Evans is going to give it a go. You know, Godwin's banged up. Like, this is the receivers and the offensive front very banged up. I'm going to tell you what I'm targeting here quickly, Michael, just to get your response. I do like the under. is sitting at 44. We know about the woes Brady's had against Allen. Uh, but also, we just talked about how great that Bucks defense was. I think it's going to give Winston and the Saints offense some issues as well. I'll take the under 44 where it's sitting on the board right now. You know, I, I think the under, when you look at it, the under is 4-0 in the last four Saints games. 4-0. Home games. Last four Saints home games. The under is 4-0 in the last Saints games at home when they're an underdog. Think about it. there's two trends right hmm. there you got to really consider. 4 and 0 when the in the last four home games regardless, 4 and 0 when they're the home dog. Wow. And that fits the system today. That fits it perfectly. Yeah. So it, it, Steven said something during the break and uh, again the off the field issues with Brady continues to be part of the storyline and in the ethos, uh, he said that he's not going to be practicing on Wednesday. You scoffed, and you're like, dude, how, I mean, seriously, do you think Brady really needs to be there on Wednesdays? What's the takeaway from that announcement? I, I mean, I think, look, it's just smart, right? The guy's 45 years old. How many Y sticks does he have to throw? Like, it's more of a mental process for him. And plus, like any, like a baseball pitcher, you want to keep his arm fresh. You want to keep, you want to keep the wear and tear off of his body. To go out there in a grueling two-and-a-half-hour practice with all that, I'm not sure that's the prudent thing to do. So allow him to have some time to see where he's coming from and get some rest. I think everybody would do it. I think it's, you know, look, Julio Jones is going to be forever. I mean, from today or last week until the, the season is over, Julio Jones will be on the Bucks injury list as doubtful every single week because that's just Julio. I mean, that's the way it's been his career. But he'll probably play. Now, how much gas is left in Julio's tank, right? Everybody made a big deal about him getting down the field. And great and older players always look good in September. Always look good in September. They guess not. But when it gets to November and December, how much juice do they have left? How much? And that's the concern as this season goes on. And concerns, that thread continues. The injuries are a big-time concern across the NFL. We've got a graphic coming up. We'll come back with that graphic in the next break to talk about some of the big names missing. Again, Godwin, you know, it looks like Evans is going to give it a go. Julio Jones is dicey. you got the offensive front. I will say this. Your number's close to five. The Bucks should be laying it. I'll say this. Anything under three, to me, provides that term we always talk about value. I think the Bucks. anything under three is good, and it makes me feel better that you're close to five here. Yeah, and look, I have respect for the Saints. I think the Saints offensively kind of got into gear in the fourth quarter against the Atlanta team that, to me, I don't think is very good defensively. And A.J. Terrell, I have as a red-chip corner for the Falcons, and I think he's a really good player. But he, they were able to make plays, and it was a jump ball situation against A.J. Terrell. I mean, they got the touchdown pass on him, and I think it was a two-point conversion. 
they were able to make some jump ball plays. Can they do that again? I think it's going to be harder. Go ahead and throw it up, Stephen Bond. We'll go to break with this. Take a look just for your edification. There's some of the names out today, some big-time wow. names. You're noticing a lot of wide receivers, Michael Lombardi, so yeah. important to note. A Two lot of, of wide receivers missing. Two for the Colts. Yeah. Alex Pierce, who dropped the critical touchdown pass last week, and Michael Pittman Jr. And the Colts are on the road laying three at Jacksonville. Hmm. By the way, do you know who the daddy of the Bears is? That would be Aaron Rodgers. We'll come back and explain. That's next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, ExpressBet FirstBet has an awesome opportunity to win a trip to Santa Anita. Go to vsin.com slash horses to register. And here are today's top horse racing plays from ExpressBet editor and chief and guest of the Lombardi line, Jeremy Plonk. Both from Churchill Downs and Race 4, Jeremy has the eight-horse breadwinner at a juicy 8-1 to one morning line number. Race 10, Churchill, Jeremy has the 11-horse, Higginson, on top at 4-1. to Bet those races and more at First Bet, Beeson's preferred horse racing app. Again, remember, you can register to win a great trip, $1,000 in vouchers over at vcin.com slash horses. That's vcin.com slash horses. And as we continue with the theme, Michael Lombardi there, of course, he had some fans coming up to him at the Borgata. You can always yeah. stop by during commercials and say hi to him. And as we continue with the theme here on vcin, the sports betting network of you're not a better, you're, inve- you're an investor. I'm just talking about a mindset. Remember this. Everybody wants to bet overs, Michael. You want to cheer for yeah. points. But through 17 games this year, the unders are 12 and 5. When in doubt, bet the dog and take the under. That's the theme. You know, I, and I think, too, we have to understand how you have to. To me, I, I'm not great at over-under picking. Obviously, that's not my area of expertise. But I think I understand how to pace a game. And I think when you look at the who can pace games and how the teams want to play to win, you know, then – that leads you to where the under will be. And then, obviously, points per play. Like Tennessee. Tennessee, they're playing, and I don't want to jump around here, but Tennessee's no, playing a Buffalo on Monday night, right? For Tennessee to win, they need the ball 33 minutes. For Tennessee to win, they need to pace the game. They need the game in the 24 or less range, right? That That's how they have to win. So if you're taking the 10 in Tennessee – and you think that they can cover or win the game, that's how Vrabel's visualizing the game to be. Like, basketball coaches say it all the time. If the game gets into the 70s, we can't win. If it's in the 60s, we'll win. Well, the same thing that happens in football games. It's just you have to visualize that, and then you got to play it that way in order to win it. Rodgers is the Bears' daddy. I'll tell you why in a second. We'll get to that number. But first, let's go ahead and throw up Michael Lombardi's power rankings where he has – the Green Bay Packers coming off a double-digit loss, sitting six. You got the Bills. By the way, Allen now in the market at DraftKings, four and a half to one to win the MVP. He and the Bills are sitting one. The Bucks at the Saints are sitting two. Kansas City sitting three off an impressive win on Thursday. The Ravens, the Rams, you see the rest of the list. Would you like to comment on one of those teams in the top ten, Michael? Well, I mean, look, the, I try to adjust. I think the Eagles at eight could be higher. I worry about them their defense, they were 4 for 4 in the red area defensively to Detroit. They ranked 28th in the National Football League last year in red zone defense, which concerns me carry over from last year. I thought Baltimore's offense was a little disappointing, but they're a complete team. They're hard to beat. I mean, Baltimore's going to be a close team. So, I still I still believe in the Colts. Now they've got a bunch of injuries, 
but they were one of those teams that I think that barely made it into the top 10. Okay. Let's talk about it. And Steven, you can throw up the graphic whenever the dominance of Rogers over the bears and his career is otherworldly. And you've got, of course, the Sunday night capper today of the 13 games, Chicago at green Bay, green Bay open 10, they're lane 10. This is interesting too, right? Michael, cause we talked about how well those teams performed that came off a double digit loss in week one. Well, the Packers are coming off a big loss and the bears are coming off a big win. The Packers looked like one of the worst teams in the NFL against Minnesota. I mean, they just didn't look good. And we talked about the body language. You heard Sean Payton crushing Aaron Rodgers for his body language in week one. Well, you know, body language is important, you know, and, and you got to be able to send a message to your team. I think it's one of the issues in, in, in Arizona. And so you've got to be able to kind of like lift their spirits. They're going to have to rise and you can't get mad at them. They're not where you are. I mean, this is one of the issues you always have as a general manager of a team with an established quarterback and you've got young receivers. It's why Marino loved older guys. It's why Brady loves older guys. There's such a disconnect. It's hard because of one word, trust. Trust is the most important thing that Aaron Rodgers wants and he doesn't have it. Now, does does he get Lazard back today? I think that's going to be key. Does he does Cobb play better? You know, that's going to be key. But they always will bounce back. Here's where I handicap this game the most is on the coordinator side. You know, Rodgers has always, Matt Eberflus' defense is always predicated on, I got to create turnovers. Well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. You're not, he's not going to turn the ball over. Now, could they fumble? Yeah, they could fumble. But when they played that game in overtime, for whatever reason, he threw one interception and the, Colt, and the Packers had the ball on the ground three other times with fumbles. That's how the game got to overtime. That's how the Colts were able to win. But he moved the ball. If you go back and watch the first half of that game, the Colts, against the Packers. Now, why am I talking about this? Because Eberflus was the defense coordinator with the Colts at the time. That Rodgers was moving the ball like it was a route, and the Colts made their comeback against a bad Packer defense. Remember, that was when Mike Pettin was coaching it. I don't think that's going to happen today. I think this is a game where he'll move the football effectively, he'll protect it, and if the Bears can't create turnovers and extra possessions, how do they maintain and stay in the game? Alan Lazard is expected to play tonight for the Packers. Go ahead and take a look. Let's throw Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears. This is amazing. He's 20-7 and ATS. He's completing over 67% of his passes. Look at the ratio. Touchdown 61, interceptions 10. He's comfortable. We talk about situational betting. We talk about spots. The Packers could not be in a better spot with the Bears coming to Lambeau tonight. And those numbers are against when the Bears had Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, and they had all their really good players, and they had Vic Fangio as the defense coordinator. Like, this scheme, like, this is like for Aaron Rodgers taking the field today is going to be a little bit like when, you know, when you warm up with a heavy bat, and then you, then you replace that with a lighter bat, and you really feel like you, that's it's going to be like, I went from Vic Fangio's scheme to this scheme? Oh, I got this, baby. I got this one. Like, I'm not being negative on Eberflus for our Chicago audience. It's just that Eberflus' belief is from the Rod Marinelli, Tony Dungy scheme, which is we're going to let the players play fast and we're going to be. Well, that's great when you have really good players. It's not as good when you don't have great players. And this track in Green Bay is slippery. It'll be the first home game for the Packers. Watch all the players that slip on the field. It happens every single year. You've got to have heavy cleats in that stadium or else you're going to fall down. Then we get to the problem of Justin Fields. Can he make enough throws against a really good Packer defense? And how does the Bears offensive line hold up against the Packer front? Could see some light rain at Lambeau tonight. The Bears, they're 0-6 straight up against the Packers in the last, last six. 
They're also one in five ATS, last six meetings in Green Bay. Let's go ahead and throw up Michael's number, the Lombardi line, kind of to juxtapose. So again, we had some shops open nine and a half here, but everybody's doubles uh, with the Packers laying 10. I don't really see maybe a couple shops going to 10 and a half, but mostly 10s, 110 up and down. So that number's pretty steady. Okay, we'll throw up Michael's number. This would be a layoff. We can explain what this means, but Michael, your number is essentially 10. Yeah, I, I think the handicap of the game from my standpoint would be uh, it, the, the numbers right there. There's no advantage in the number. Now, I don't, I don't think you can just always go by a number. I think you have to break the game down, the matchups, the coordinator page, the the history between the two teams. You know, if I if you told me like we will do at the end of the show, where is your lean? I would lean towards Rodgers because I feel like he'll have a good day today regardless of who the receivers are, and I think he's going to have a, a very successful time against this Eberflus scheme. So I would lean that way, but for me, it, I, it's a layaway. And what I'm always looking for is when will the variance shift, right? Like when will the variance shift and how does the line shift away from me or to me? Remember, the Packers lost their opener last year. What'd they do? They ripped off seven straight wins. We're talking about not overreacting. And speaking of which, you've watched the tape on Chicago's win over San Francisco. Everybody was lauding fields coming out of the game. Fields didn't play well. And you've talked about that as far as after you analyze the tape. Yeah, I mean, look, he didn't play well, and I said, well, it was raining. Look, you're in Chicago. You're going to get a lot of bad weather. It's like it's funny. Today it's going to – I mean, I think there's a bad storm coming on the West Coast today, and maybe it'll rain in San Francisco. Look, if you play in San Francisco, you're going to deal with a lot of rain. I mean, it rains there, right? So you you have to have a a player who can play in bad weather. It's like today in Baltimore. If it rains in Baltimore, how will Tua play? If I knew it was going to pour in Baltimore, I would be all over Baltimore. I would be all over because I don't think Tua can throw the ball in bad weather. So weather is a factor. Where Rodgers, it don't matter what, it, what the weather is. He'll play anywhere well. Raining in Baltimore. That's a great Counting Crows song. You've heard of the Counting yeah, Crows, yes? Oh, I love the Counting Crows. They lived Me, in the same. You know when what? I was at the Raiders, they lived in, Adam lived in the same neighborhood. He was up there in the Oakland Hills. My guy Adam Duritz with the dreads. That's uh, your boy? I loved it. I loved Adam Duritz, yeah. I mean, look, who doesn't <laughs> love him? Anna Begin? I mean, come on. Some oh, of the great dude, lyrics the, of all it's, time. It's, it's a Hall of Fame band. Let's not, Don't sleep on it. Okay, so there it is. Your number, again, what we're trying to do here on the Lombardi line is not just help you become a better investor, but those Lombardi lines are very important. Michael's record over the past three seasons on the show, ATS, is uh, outstanding. I'll so give it to you, Patrick. You the, if you want to, I'll, yeah, I'll give you my record here. I, I, I put it up. Please, I'm flex, on them. flex seven, on them. I'm 110.77 and six. That's my record. Is that good? I don't know. I got. I haven't done the percentage, Justin. You know what that is. We have to get Justin on it. He's the math guy. Here. One ten seventy seven and six. I can very much assure you that it that is that is a rich investor. That is an amazing record. We'll get the percentage. Uh, you did mention Baltimore. You want to come back and talk about Tua and, and Lamar yeah. because Miami's oh. at Baltimore and Miami is laying. Excuse me, catching three and a half right now. Of course, Miami coming off the win against the Patriots week one. Baltimore's dominance. In Jersey, the number's sitting three and a half. I don't think it's going anywhere. It looks like it's 110 up and down. Maybe a couple of 105s. So are we headed to three? We shall see. We'll continue. We'll get Michael's number on Miami and Baltimore next. Just getting started here on a Sunday Lombardi line. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. 
This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating up to eight passengers. Yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit her2results.com to learn more. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football fans, BetMGM's got you hooked up today. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on every Monday night pro football game. So tomorrow night, remember, we've got two games. If your bet loses, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. BetMGM is literally just handing you free money for losing. It doesn't get better than that. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. It's the king of sportsbooks. Great interface when you're betting in-game as well. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. you got to be 21 years or older. Okay, we got you back here, Lombardi line. I'll get to the percentages. It looks like Michael Lombardi over the past few years is hitting a little over 57%, which which could make you rich. Remember, to break even in sports betting, you got to hit 52.4% of your bets. Why? Vigorous, juice, however you want to label it, you have to hit more, a little over 52% to break even. So 57%, Michael Lombardi, take a bow. I mean, there was a lot of those. I had a bad year two years ago. I got too much caught up into... The line movement, the shift, the sharps, I learned, and I think we all learned, right? 
like yesterday, there was a ton of line movement to Nebraska. That doesn't necessarily mean Nebraska was going to win, right? And so you got to be really careful, and you've got to have conviction of your heart. And I think the other thing you've got to do, and I didn't do this two years ago, you got to block out all the noise. Too much information becomes bad information. You know, you have too many opinions circulating in. All of a sudden, you get cold feet. You can't really make a pick. And if you just take it as a, as a, you know, here's what I think. Okay, we're going from this week to the next, and and then then really, and I got to do a, I, I've made a commitment to this is. Then is then, now is now. Don't take last week into this week. Okay, so Lombardi Line, as we officially welcome you back here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, professional handicapper Mike Samich, who gave us three winners on Thursday night, checking in. He's most excited about Michael Lombardi being a Counting Crows fan. That appears to be the talk in the streets right now. Uh, that Michael Lombardi I is a guy. I mean, listen, we, who doesn't been... want to go to Sullivan Street? I mean, I, I, I mean, I love it. I, my, my niece, who's almost like my daughter, she's huge. So, I mean, anytime she comes over the house, we got to have it. I love it. Well, as they say, it's been a long September, and there's reasons yes. to believe we're going to pick some winners today. So let's get to it. By the way, he does have. I just want to give Samich his free play here. He said Christian Kirk receiving yards in the Colts Jags game was set at fifty nine and a half. If he gets the same target share. As last week, that's flying over. So just a thought from a professional handicapper, like Christian Kirk prop over 59 and a half. He also and, mentioned, and, and it's true. Go ahead, please. No, didn't he like didn't he like the Colorado pick we had yesterday too? He he liked that. And he gave the first quarter under, first half under, and full game under on Thursday night. Winner, winner, winner. Good job, Samich. Okay. He mentioned great, great that job, I mentioned Mike. going to break. Yeah, great job, Mike. I mentioned going to break, Michael. So I saw a couple of 105s on the three and a half with Baltimore Lane. What does that mean? Remember, that's the indicator. That's the way the wind is blowing. 105 from the common 110 juice is coming down on that three and a half number. I don't think we get to Baltimore Lane three because, you know, again, pros bet numbers. As soon as three hits, that will be gobbled up by the pros. But right now we're sitting Baltimore Lane three and a half with Miami and Tua in town. I mean, I think this has been the hardest game for me to handicap on the board. It really has. And, and here's why. Because I, there's so many variables in this game. I don't know who's playing where. I mean, Baltimore loses James last week. The left tackle situation is a problem. They've got other injuries in their offensive line. J.K. Dobbins isn't back. I thought they didn't play well last week. Now this week, Miami. They lose Austin Jackson, their right, t- their guard to, the right tackle guard. They've got a bunch of injuries in their offensive line. So this is like two teams that don't seem very healthy going in the areas where it matters most, which is in protection. Uh, I thought Baltimore's offense was stagnant. You know, they only gained 250 yards against the Jet front. That was pretty good. I also thought that Lamar was running the same stuff. When they moved him out of the pocket, he became more effective. But are they good enough at receiver? And then to me, for Miami, it was the same better yards after the catch offense that they have to run with Tua. They couldn't run the ball against New England's front at all. I don't think they'll run the ball against Baltimore's front. So it's going to put the burden on Tua on the road, which is concerning. And if weather's a factor at all in this game, which I'm not sure it will be, then it, then it, then it even becomes more of a factor for me. I think this Miami defense can get after you. I think they're pretty good. They'll put Xavier Howard over on Bateman or whoever they think is the best receiver, and then you've got to deal with everybody else. And Howard can scratch a receiver out of a game. I'm not so sure we saw the Dolphins' full extent of their playbook in week one. However, let's go back to the Ravens. The Ravens ran for just 63 yards in week one. You just mentioned that Jets' front was pretty good. Lamar Jackson had just 17 yards on the ground. That's the lowest team total 
uh, as far as him as a starter there with Jacksonville, to go ahead and win and throw three touchdown passes for Jackson, to me that's a positive coming out of this. Uh, another stat for Jackson, he's 3-0 and in openers, home openers there with the Ravens. Again, the number's 3.5. We're going to throw up the Lombardi line to kind of juxtapose it. I want to give you the total as well, and then I'll get you the weather on this one. So you do have, again, Miami traveling to Baltimore, and the total, I, I apologize, Michael, I don't have it... You, your numbers close to three and a half. I'm pulling up the total right now as we speak. I apologize. Here well, it is, 44 I mean, off the 46 right, so, opener. So here's where I'm concerned. Greg Little, the back is was the backup swing tackle for Miami. He's going to start at right tackle. That's going to hurt them, right? Armstead has been hurt naturally again. If he gets out of the game, will he play? Will he play effectively? There's two tackles out. We know this. You know pressure inside, especially. Uh, with big, tall guys like they have at Baltimore with Calais, Camp- Calais Campbell at 6'7", bothers Tua. You get inside of Tua, it's a problem. Now, Miami did a really good job last year when Lamar was healthy. They did a great job of defending this offense on a Thursday night. It knocked a lot of people out of Survivor. Remember that Thursday night game, Patrick? Sure. You know, and they struggled to get going, and that was the game that Brissett was starting, and then they bench- they brought Tua back in, Tua brought him back. Look, the other area I'm concerned about Baltimore is their secondary. Marlon Humphrey was on the injured list this week. Can he play? We don't know if Marcus Peters is going to play. So there's so many injuries on these two teams that if you're willing to take a step into this game, go ahead. But before you do, whatever side you want to play, make sure you really truly understand the injury. And to me, this is one of those games where if the line was moving quickly, then it would tell me somebody knows who's playing and who's not. And I haven't seen that yet as of, what, 10 minutes to 10, so 10 minutes to 11 here on the East Coast. J.K. Dobbins is still questionable. He said he feels amazing, but it's a wait-and-see approach with him. You mentioned Marlon Humphrey, so they are absolutely loaded, the Baltimore Ravens, with injuries. I was a little surprised. I I don't know about you here. A little surprised to see that total, 46, bet down to 44. That's a low total for, uh, you know, McDaniel is an offensive mind. Lamar, three touchdown passes last week. A little surprised to see that number come down. Well, I, I think both teams, you know, are different ways are, are want to pace the game, right? Baltimore struggles. They need to run the football. They want to control the pace. And Miami is not an explosive team. I know they made the 41-yard put, but they're not going to be a one-play drive team, I don't think. You know, and I think both of the injuries have it to where how aggressive do these offenses want to be? How will you protect your line? It's easy to sit back and say, oh, well, you got to throw it. You know, throw the ball, throw the ball. Well, if you can't block them, how are you going to throw the ball? And then you turn the ball over. You know, look, the advantage is Miami's skill. They're really good. And yards after the catch, they're really good. So this has got to be a great tackling game for Baltimore. And I have a hard time with Justin Tucker over there going against Baltimore in a three-point game. Is It is indeed not going to be raining in Baltimore. Zero percent of precept. We're going to have 82 uh, as far it's as beautiful uh, the here temperature. On the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like 50% humidity. I was only it, saying, no yeah, like I would be. I would have been all I was saying that as it relates to when you of look course. at the weather earlier in the week, you know, I'm gonna follow weather in Tua because that game last year in Tennessee, it started out, go back and watch it. He moved the ball effectively on the first drive. And once those raindrops came in, and once he started to get that that hand got wet, all things fell apart and Tennessee romped him. The question is, remember, Miami's aggressive defense. They were aggressive against Lamar last year. I, I wonder, do you expect them to keep the foot on the pedal here against Lamar in this offense? 
Well, I think the problem when you play Lamar, if you're going to get involved in a man-to-man game against Lamar, you better have somebody who could tackle him. Now, let's go to the blackboard, right? Oh, it's easy. Go to the blackboard. we got to spy on Lamar. Well, the guy can't tackle Lamar. What good is spying him? Like, you almost need two half players to spy Lamar because he's so fast and he's so quick that, you know, well, he's going to run away from you. You have to control your rush. I think that's Josh Boyer's biggest challenge is controlling the rush and keeping Lamar in front of you. That's how you stop him. The spy concept looks good on a blackboard. It doesn't work on the field because the guy you have, once the guy you have spying him doesn't make the tackle, he's gone. If you're worried about laying the hook, the three and a half with Baltimore, Baltimore's nine and one ATS, their past 10 against Miami. But this is an important nugget. This is our VEASAN pro tip. Remember, Multiple outs, very important because you may be able to find a three with Baltimore and then catch a three and a half with Miami. That's very important. The hook, there isn't a more important number in sports betting as far as football than three. And again, I'm seeing some of the juice come down to 105 on the three and a half. That could mean we're going to three. Michael Lombardi timing is very important because if we do go to three with Baltimore laying it, it's going to go quickly back up to three and a half. Oh, yeah, no doubt. That's right. We know this line wants to stay right where it is. 100%. Okay, there's Miami and Baltimore. Again, that total coming down, 44. When we come back, you mentioned it off the top. I want to jump into it. It's Carolina at the Giants. We continue here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, Take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom? This is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. 